0: I lie. I had to watch Highlander 2 last night. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well, this was... Um, actually, you better be sorry, because you're the one that made me watch it. I did. <laughs> now, folks, I know what you're thinking, but you love Highlander.
1: Yes, Highlander, the first movie, is amazing. Highlander, the series, is amazing. Highlander 2 is one of the most abysmal movies I've ever seen. It is dog crap. And it is probably... It's in the, at least the top five worst sequels ever made.
0: I will give it this one thing. Oh man, go this one and only thing. Okay, it brought back Sean Connery. It never. It doesn't really bother to explain how. You kind of have to infer it. But actually, no, it does to a minor smidge. <sighs> I know what nope. you're going to say. Again, and... again, we're watching the Renegade Cut. That's all they have right now on, on streaming services is yeah. only the Renegade Cut is what you can watch. You cannot watch the original theatrical cut. And that was dog crap anyways. I was going to say, the original <laughs> theatrical cut is
1: awful. Like, yes. it's a crime against humanity. The Renegade Cut is still awful. Yes. But it's it's like a one versus a zero. Correct. On a scale of one to a hundred.
0: So the reasoning why I say it's sort of explained is McLeod and Juan Sanchez Villalobos Lomares very good i got Got it yep (laughs) anyways mcleod and ramirez they were in a resistance in the past and i'm using quotation marks on that one (laughs) or air quotes on that one They were the resistance in the past they got caught by general katana yep i'll get into that name in a second too (laughs) <laughs> and they get, and they get towed by the Council of Three. Yeah, there was only three. Well, okay. <laughs> they get told by the Council of Three that they are going to be mind wiped and sent to the future. Yes, the future. The future. So this happened in the way distant past. Like, like eons
1: ago, when Earth was completely different than it is now, but still had
0: humans. Exactly. Fully evolved humans. <laughs> Who speak English. <laughs> yes, and they get sent to the future. Everything that happened in Highlander One happened. Yeah, and then Highlander Two stuff happens. And when MacLeod in the end of Highlander One killed the last of the other Highlanders, not Highlanders, sorry, other the immortals. Yes, the others of the people who presumably were sent from the distant past. Now, this actually made it seem like it was sort of the Phantom Zone aspect, where they took their criminals and sent them somewhere else. Well, I, they, they, I think it,
1: you're giving it way too much credit, but okay.
0: Yes, I'm giving it way too much credit, but I'm trying to give a decent analogy towards it, though. Yeah, okay trying to make it make a little sense i'm trying, trying to make it a little more respect sense. that yes so they're <laughs> sending their criminals into the far future so they already know that they're already dead themselves anyways so yeah. they're already gone because they're in the past so they're in the future there's already not any there anyways so that makes no sense but sure we'll give it this they got sent to the future okay and now they have to go around to find the other immortals and chop off each other's heads until there's finally one where that one could then go back to the past
1: yes and join them again and and fight the resistance again
0: yes yeah yes you nailed it so the synopsis of the crazy backstory and the thing is as much as the theatrical cut
1: is utter garbage by it, giving it
0: the planet actually the makes back, it a little more yeah, sense the
1: backstory is actually makes a little bit more sense in the theatrical cut they were aliens from the planet zeist which was basically a dune ripoff yes and they were sent to earth to fight it out and then they could go back to the planet.
0: Pretty much Earth was like the Australia peanut yeah, And Pond. they would be immortal on Earth. Yes. But the whole reason why I started this whole discussion about that backstory was about the Ramirez thing. Yeah. McCloud and Ramirez did a little ceremony with some little liquid and it gave them a permanent connection bond. And by this permanent connection bond, as long as McCloud ever uttered the name Ramirez, he would know to come back. So dumb. <laughs> and find him. Okay, and can we... But you want to know
1: what throws a wrench in this? What did they call that little ceremony? I don't remember. They called it the quickening. Okay. Oh, and the
0: quickening is something completely different in Highlander. Yes. In the first movie. Much different. It's 100% different. They're not yes.
1: even in the same no.
0: atmosphere. But the quickening in the first Highlander was when you chopped up someone's head. Right. You got their power. Right. You got the quickening from them. Right. But now...
1: Apparently, the quickening is this bond that McLeod and Ramirez share. Yeah. Which, by the way, in the distant past, they were named McLeod and Ramirez. That they were. <laughs> so they were fated to
0: be Scottish and... Spanish. Egyptian Spanish. Yes. I might be going <laughs> with the Egyptian part. I'm just going with Spanish. Because <laughs> <laughs> you you know that Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez was not his name in Egypt. No.
1: I don't know what it was. actually, don't. but I don't think they ever say. No.
0: No. But in the beginning of the movie, we see McLeod as a man but right. probably i mean 500 something but <laughs>
1: right but i guess physically looking yeah. like he's 80 the first movie took place in 1986 and then this one is supposed to take place in what 2025 2024 2024 so folks this is real close to happening
0: yes yeah no no yes but no because there was a backstory of 1999 good point so in 1999 they put up a biodome around the oh, entire yes, earth. Oh, yes,
1: because because pollution was going to destroy the earth in 1999, so they did a giant shield around the earth.
0: Yes. To protect us from the sun's rays. And from, this shield is sort of, uh, it sort of like has an electrical pulse around it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there are some points that actually go above, the, like Mount Everest. Right. <laughs> and go right above the shield so it doesn't cover everything. Right.
1: Which, side note, we know this because in the movie it's a plot point. That was not in the theatrical cut. Oh, really? No. But like the actual scene. It was all theory. But they were going off, so yeah, they, they had they erected this shield, it eliminated sunlight and it, it kind of just and clouds. Per, yeah, there's and per, rain. It's perpetual night and there's no weather, but everybody's alive.
0: Yes, this all was a reason because Rachel from the first movie mm-hmm. got some poisoning, yes, and McCloud is so upset that she got some poisoning and everyone else was getting some poisoning, yeah, he decided to create this dome. Well, and it's also because. At the end of the first movie, they do say that
1: he has all the knowledge of mankind and he can bring people together yes. as part of the prize. So they actually tried
0: to use that. So I'll give them a tiny bit of credit for at least and that's trying and the, to use that. But the prize itself, and they said the prize was, you could either go back to the past, like I already stated, right. or you can live out your days right, and live and die. right. Well, he was getting up in the age. He was living. He was not going to go back to the past. right. But this General Katana sees it as... Well, he could. Yeah, He always has the possibility because he hasn't died yet. Right.
1: Although what he has to fear from a 75-year-old man is left as an exercise to the viewer.
0: So <laughs> he sends two goons. I can't call them anything but that. They're, yeah. they're just... I think you're being generous. I Judging by what we know of General Katana, these men would have been killed on the first day of boot camp. Yes. They're complete idiots. Complete. They're laughing for no reason. The acting was absolutely horrible. The acting throughout the entire movie was horrible. Even with Sean Connery. Yeah, and I, I do feel we should mention this just so you can have it in your head while we're talking. Uh, General Katana is played
1: by Michael Ironside. Great
0: actor. Yeah,
1: great. And he, he's so he over the top in this movie.
0: It, it is ridiculous. There's actually a pretty decent crew
1: in the entire movie. Yeah, Yeah, decent actors. Um, as far as General Katana goes, though, I think that what they did was they showed him the scene of the Kurgan driving Rachel around, or not Rachel, um, yeah, Rachel, was Rachel, driving Rachel around
0: New York. You were thinking of Heather again, weren't you? I was.
1: And running over everyone and just being a complete psycho, they showed him that, and that's the only thing they showed him, and he said, all right, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to crank it up to 11.
0: And that's General <laughs> Katana. <laughs> Pretty much, and you, you saw that with the subway scene. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they completely ripped off the, the car scene from the first one. Yeah. But it also had Virginia Madsen. She was an up and comer. Yeah. At that time too. And she said the only reason why she was uh, going to be doing that movie. Because she wanted to act with Sean Connery. And that's fair. Sean Connery's she had, legend. And, yes he is. And she had probably four scenes with him in the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I, no. Apparently she didn't read the script. No. <laughs> no. 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 That's assuming they had a script when they started this. I'm not convinced. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and they had a young John C. McGinley. Yeah. So I'm saying they had a decent cast. Right. It's the story, it's the directing, and I can't even blame the director well, that much. Well, the director, it was it was the same guy as the first movie. That's what I'm saying. I can't really blame the director that much. Right. It's the story. The story itself is total garbage. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. But we watch it for you guys anyways. <laughs> now, I'm not really going to go over the entire movie because whatever I told you pretty much is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we can hit a plot
1: point of, uh, Connor McLeod is an old man, and he manages to kill one of these complete idiots, and when he gets... The I, quickening. Yes. We're
0: using the quotes on this one now, because... Because it's
1: not the quickening that summons Ramirez, it's the quickening where he gets the power from the other immortal. Um, He... When he gets the power, he turns back into a young man, for reasons.
0: Because the quickening power, again, quotes... <laughs> came in to him and it was a rejuvenation from I don't know stupidity. I was going to say he's
1: completely inferring that because the movie doesn't bother him to explain it. It just he comes out of this flaming inferno and he's young hot mccloud now and then he's, Virginia Madsen and swoons and
0: yes, he's immortal again. And here's I'm sorry He comes out of the burning cloud, kills the other goon. Actually, first he jumps on the glider thing that no one has ever used before, but he can operate it perfectly. And his clothes weren't burning, by the way. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) He jumps on that. He fights the other guy, kills the other guy. Actually, that death was better than the first death because his death of getting the wire to be taut to get the guy to fly into it, cutting off the head. Great. I'm okay with that one. It was cool the first death of randomly guy falling off a train and his head just being in the perfect spot to get uh the cut train off. that runs through the middle of some neighborhood for reasons it's a, it's an upgraded san francisco trolley come on yeah okay deal with it all right <laughs> so yes i did not like that 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 death was just no it was too stupid it was hokey yes <laughs> but after he's able to settle himself for a second after the killing the other people, first thing he does, I feel he just raped her. I, I don't know. She, I, <sighs> she was into it. She was go. She was good with it too. I was say, she, he, was,
1: she was. He, he, he kind of got up and and kissed her, and then she kissed back, and then, Bing, Bam. Apparently, they had sex.
0: Bing, Bang, Boom. They did it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it, it is worth noting during the second quickening, air quotes quickening, he did call out the name Ramirez.
0: And that was the call to get Ramirez to come back. Now, when Ramirez came back, this was the best part of the movie. Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Best part of the movie. Ramirez coming back. He comes back. He should be pretty much coming back in the exact spot that he died in. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this spot that he died in was a theater. Now, I don't know if it's actually the original structure. The original structure, but I'm, well, I was thinking of actually it, uh, saying this is the theater where William Shakespeare uh, performed. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't think so. Either. I highly doubt that. Oh, because he came back in Scotland. He came back in Scotland. So, yes, I'm wrong on that one. But they were performing a play of Hamlet. <laughs> yes. Which,
1: keep in mind, Ramirez died in like 1425. 15.
0: 1525 Yeah, i think so yeah i think fourteen yeah. fifteen. but yeah 15 where shakespeare shakespeare was after he was like 1600s yeah so he had no idea what was going on perfect great loved it loved the fact that he uh, was like why are you talking to a skull yes <laughs> it's hilarious and then
1: when the guy because the guy keeps trying to perform like he's not standing there because he's not trying to spoil his performance yeah it was it was great and then you had the stage hand on the back he's like get off the stage." <laughs> Now, I, I'm not saying it's worth watching the movie for that, but you could you could look that scene up on YouTube and be amused.
0: I think they probably had the scene on on, uh, on YouTube.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sure.
0: So look up Romero's Returns or something like that. <laughs> right. He goes and he, he's like, I'm wearing the same thing I died in. mm mm-hmm. Which, you know, so there's not a Terminator thing where you come, um, naked. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I, for one, do not want to see Sean Connery naked. No. <laughs> no. But he comes back in where he was running in, so then he can then go, he's like, okay, well, I need to get clothing. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he's like, I want stylish clothing. He's like, okay. So they give him, like, riding pants. And, yeah. like, like, horseback riding stuff. I'm like, what? I, I don't know. So he
1: gets these ridiculous clothes, and then when they ask him how he's going to pay, he just... Pulls off an earring and pays for everything. Opals are worth a lot. Apparently. Enough to get ridiculous clothes and airfare to America. I mean, they're like, you have enough money just from that one opal. Come on. Well, maybe the world economy crashed in the ridiculousness of 2024.
0: <sighs> <laughs> the movie is not good, people.
1: No, it's It's not. We talked about the one redeeming quality, and that's Ramirez. And we literally just described his best scene. Everything else is garbage.
0: Yes. (laughs) Ramirez, again, gives up his life. Yeah. And that was like, okay, they're stuck inside a room that has a big fan coming down. Yeah. The one thing is you're stuck in a room and you can get your head chopped off just because it's a swinging fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. They they had to find the one thing. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing that really could kill them both for no reason. Yeah.
1: And then he inexplicably does like some weird magic, light show and everything to keep the fan up so Connor and the other, and the chick can get away.
0: Don't even remember her actual name in the movie. I think Ah. it was like Lucy, Laurie, something. Uh, Sure. It was. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. Louise. That's what IMDB Louise.
1: says is Louise. All right. And with Gen- as far as General Katana goes, he is a caricature of a villain.
0: He has absolutely no nuance. I hate the name. Th- well, the name is dumb. I, okay. All right, all right, the so, name so is not dumb. The, the name is how he dies. He dies by a katana. Yeah. But for some reason, he's General Katana. I don't know. Here's the thing on the katana itself, though. Huge story point in the first movie. hmm Huge. When Ramirez comes back, he has, like, a Salamanca... Yeah, you know? he's, yeah, a rapier. It is like a rapier. It's not it's, yeah, that okay. he took
1: from the theater troupe. So apparently they are carrying battle-ready weapons. I know. Okay.
0: <laughs> and McLeod has like Kurgan's old sword. Yeah, he didn't even use the. He he used the katana at the final battle. Yeah. against Katana. Right, right. The final. That was it. That was it. So Katana died by the katana, and it was like the katana itself was like mysteriously just came into existence yeah. at that point. They're traveling like all around, and they, he just has the katana. But he didn't use it before. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it, it just doesn't add up. No.
1: Because it's terrible. Yes. But, yeah. Yes, but, it is. I mean, obviously the S.H.I.E.L.D. Corporation is evil, and then Katana is evil, so Katana gets in with the S.H.I.E.L.D. Corp, so that when they kill Katana, it destroys the S.H.I.E.L.D. Corp, somehow. No, that, well, that, that was not that. Well, it, it not it doesn't destroy the S.H.I.E.L.D., it destroys the company. Like, the company is, like, bad, you're gone well, now the sh- because the, the is... CEO is dead
0: and no, Katana no, died. No, 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 no. No that that's not no the company was only afloat because it had a shield it was powering the shield keeping the shield active it was getting money from all around every country around the world to hold the shield afloat right. so so the company the shield company was making money for the shield Nothing else. When the shield got destroyed, they have no—they have have no product to sell. They have no product to sell. But that's why there's no more shield company. Has nothing to do with the fact that katana.
1: Why did katana feel the need to go and take over shield corp? I don't know. It was stupid. (laughs) Come on, I don't know that one. It's so bad. It was horrible. (laughs) Yeah, and in one of the most ludicrous scenes. I know we. There's a list. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Is is it it the fact that the the little henchmen, when they come down, they don't come from the past into the future like Ramirez did? They have to come through the shield?
1: Yeah, and they emerge fully grown. Whereas Ramirez and Connor obviously had to be born.
0: Yeah, but it really was like from the original movie, if it was coming from another planet to Earth.
1: Right, but even that doesn't explain how they were able to come you know, as they were versus having to be born and grow and live. Yes. Because it's stupid. Because it's stupid. You want to know the, one of the f- funniest plot holes of the um, original cut? What? The alien cut? Um, so if Ramirez is 2,000, you know, actually he's like almost 3,000 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, Katana sent him back. Would that mean that Katana has been alive for 3,000 years even though they weren't supposed to be immortal on their planet?
0: Well, he was watching them all. Yeah,
1: exactly. But how? I think it was a highlight reel show that, that he's watching. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it. Ugh. But no, but the most one of the most ludicrous things is remember when they're driving through t- up to Shield Corp and uh, McLeod and Ramirez are in the front seat of the car and the car just gets shot up and McLeod and Ramirez get filled full of bullets. Yes, but And they crash to the, the car and then they open the trunk and Louise is in there and she's perfectly fine because apparently
0: it's a bulletproof trunk. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Although I. Did like the crashing of the car and then oh, getting, yeah, you know, redidable bullets, and that was actually pretty cool. And then waking up, and like that was that was funny, yeah, it was funny, that <laughs> was cool, that was okay. But you, you can't have these like minor cool scenes, and I'm saying minor because they're really because not that it's way. a minute long. I mean, yeah, you can't have these minor cool scenes and then say, Oh, yeah, we're a good movie. Like, no, no, yeah. you, you're a horrible movie with some decent comedy bits inside yeah. of it. And no notice all the ones we're saying that are good. I like think the comedy parts of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rest of the movie is unintentionally funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I did years ago, and I just I did a refresher for the podcast. I did look into what happened with the production of this, and what I read was they, they got everybody on board, they signed, and they went down to Argentina to film. Okay. And while they were filming, Argentina's economy crashed, and there was just massive amounts of inflation, and okay. it was just costing so much money to film the movie that the um the insurance company who insures the production came in brought lawyers in and they took over the movie and they forced everyone to finish it forced them to stick with their contracts and then the insurance company is the one who did the editing and made a movie i read that the director Russell McCallie walked out of the screening after of the premiere after 15 minutes and asked for his name to be taken off <laughs> i see why yeah, there there's there's no redeeming qualities to this movie and it's it's so bad that there are five Highlander movies total. Three, four, and five, and the TV series. Ignore this one entirely. Completely ignore it exists. I've actually read a kind of a headcanon thing where it's not official, but it's somebody came up with a way that you can make all the movies and the TV series fit together. Okay. And this one amounts to Connor having a... Fever dream? Basically a fever dream while he's in hibernation, which we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> That's another story.
1: Yeah. That's a movie I enjoy that he hates
0: into it we will uh, eventually <laughs> i didn't say i hated it you kind of this did. one i hate yeah now now <laughs> i said there was the good the bad the ugly the absolute horror that shouldn't have never been made not in that order and
1: then there's the one that you never saw
0: And the one i never saw now folks
1: as much as we've been railing on this movie
0: this is the one that should never be made Just remember, it ne-
1: oh yeah it never should have been made but as much as we've been railing on this and as much as we trash it and tell you how bad it is
0: it is not the worst Highlander movie. It's yes, because I haven't seen that one. I can't give an actual answer to it. I kind of feel like we're going to need to watch it for this. <laughs> oh come on!
1: <laughs> we're suffering for our art, Scott. We have to. I know. I know. We got time though. It's the fifth one.
0: Yes. Well, I got to finish the uh, the entire series first. Okay. So I'll can, allow it. <laughs> we can do we can do Highlander three like interspersed between the series. Oh yeah. But Highlander four cannot be done until the series is right. over. You have to wait until the series because spoiler alert.
1: Highlander Endgame, a.k.a. Highlander 4, has Connor Hen, Duncan McLeod in it. Yes.
0: Yes. And Donnie Yen. Yeah! Well, this has been our review and, (laughs) I don't know, recommendations?
1: (laughs) This is us watching a garbage dump, a, a dumpster fire, so
0: you don't have to.
1: There you go. That's what it is. This is a public service podcast right now.
0: Yes, yes. We want you to be Highlander fans. Right. But don't watch this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Unless you want to see, like, go into it knowing it's terrible if you're going to watch it.
0: Yes. Do not go in with high hopes of anything. Yeah. See, that's what I did with Justice League, and I actually enjoyed that movie. We'll talk about that later. We will. Probably when the Snyder Cut comes out.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to compare them.
0: That's why I'm saying we'll probably talk about it at that time
1: okay now in other news we have other news we have just a tidbit of other news um just because we did mainly start this podcast to talk about wheel of time yes and i have co-opted it mostly for star trek and i don't
0: regret it um there has been i have allowed you to talk about star trek a lot yes but we've talked about Westworld. we've talked about star wars we've talked about upload yeah we, we we've definitely uh we've spread it around yes
1: I even got you into Future Man. You did. I have been exposed to things that perhaps I shouldn't have been.
0: I I told you to watch it, but I told you not to watch it with the kids. That's your fault if you did.
1: No, no. (laughs) I can't get my kids to watch the TV I watch anyway.
0: Um, But uh, there has been some Wheel of
1: Time casting. Now,
0: the majority of this casting was actually rumored for quite a while. Right, yeah. These, except for one. There's one of them I did not hear at all until the casting announcement yeah. came out. A lot of these names were
1: already associated with the production, but now we know who they are. Yes. So
0: the one that I didn't know anything about is Senbui.
1: Yes, and he is played by David Stern. I, I hadn't seen him at all. Now, I had seen something about, uh, let's see, Michael, I, folks, I'm going to butcher these names. So look them up. Uh, Michael Tuhine as Bran Alvier and Lolita
0: Chakrabarty? Chakrabarty. Okay, Chakrabarty.
1: as Marin Alvier.
0: Now, <clears throat> in the book, these are the innkeeper and the innkeeper's wife. Yes, Innkeeper's also the mayor. Innkeeper is also the mayor. One of the little things in the in the book is you never trust a skinny innkeeper. Right, because the one time you find one, now I, terrible. I he is not fat. <clears throat> Don't get. I'm not saying this at all. He's not fat. He's big. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's got muscle, so I think they're gonna go with this that he that if innkeepers are muscular and they're well attentive, keep stalking and stuff like that. Right, that means to Rand is a big innkeeper. Yeah, skinny innkeepers are gonna be anorexic-looking shady people. That's where I think they're gonna go with that. I, I think you're right.
1: I mean, they're because they're not gonna they're not gonna go over because there's a couple characters where Jordan could be said. To go overboard, describing someone mm-hmm. as...
0: But this is sort of a plot point. Sort of? I'm saying sort of. I'm not saying it's a major plot point. It's sort of a plot point, but I can see it being that way. Yeah. A very skinny, gaunt-looking guy. Someone that was, like, not saying as skinny as, say, Christian Bale was in The Mechanic. Yeah. Machinist. Machinist. Mechanic with Jason Statham. Sorry. It's okay. I'll forgive you. I got an M-word. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew the movie I was talking about. I did. I did. I <clears> did. <throat> So, uh,
1: the, the other ones are Christopher oh, Shreff as Abel Cawthon mm-hmm. and Juliet Howland as Natty Cawthon. Those are the parents of Matt.
0: And they look the part. Oh, yeah. And they also announced the kids, too. But they, they, oh. they announced the kids earlier. Um, uh, yeah. I don't remember the name. I don't remember them either.
1: And then uh, Mandy Simmons as Days Conger. She
0: looks like Days Conger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To me... I'm like, oh, my God, that is a conger. Yeah. <laughs> just The way she's described, yeah. Yes. So that's good. I like those casting announcements. Mm-hmm. We like to see things moving forward in the way of time. Yeah. And they're supposed to be starting production back up. In August. In, in August, yeah. Is what they have stated. But now there might be a little hiccup in that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's because the European Union might not allow people from the United States to come <laughs> into Europe. <laughs> the Czech Republic is part of <laughs> and so because of that, Napier and Rafe Judkins might not be able to come over. <laughs> I think Daniel is Daniel still uh, Daniel, Yeah, he, he's still in South Korea right now, I think. That or he's in California, which is also a slight problem. Yeah. But the rest of the cast are European, Australian, right. New Zealanders. Yeah. There's not a lot of Americans on that cast. No, that's fine. But Ameri- Americans are terrible anyway. Yes, but there's a lot of back-end people like Sarah Nakamura. She's in California. Right.
1: Well, and I could see them working it out where they could go as long as they are tested.
0: Yes. And they have to be quarantined for two weeks before, yeah. so they might have to leave like two weeks before everyone else to right. get back right. there. That might be a situation with it. That. But they also said it's not for tourists. Now these aren't tourists. This is a work visa sort of thing going right. on. So
1: it, yeah, it yeah it remains to be seen. There's it, there's some issues to be worked out for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And with. All of our podcasts, which we are sort of, we have like a couple of backlogs in them. <laughs> this this one might not come out until August. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so the situation should probably be finished already when you hear this. Yeah, they could be back filming. Yes.
1: If they are, we'll see if we can throw an edit in. I don't know. I might leave this in just with the stick <laughs>
0: being funny. That's fair. <laughs> well, I've been your geek, Scott. And I have been your geek, Jason. Thank you for listening to us. Enjoy the rest of your day.